623. Amen. Again, right after service, um, we need to have just a very, very short, it'd be very, very brief, but I need to bring something for the church because I had to have an answer today, all right? And so uh, I pray you'll be understanding. What time are we going to meet for practice? One God, amen. Psalms chapter 15, verse number 9. Psalms 50, verse number 9. Got your place, amen? amen. I will take no bullock out of the house, nor he goat out of thy flock. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. With the help of God, I want to preach this thought a gift for him who owns the world. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Brother Joey, how about you praying? Oh, yes. Help us. Praise His holy name. Amen. You can be seated. God, the mighty judge, summons a nation to stand trial. Psalms 50 and verse 4, he says, I shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Selah, what do you think about that? And as the Lord, as I set the stage now for the message, he's calling the nation to trial, if you will. And he has two offenses he wants to discuss. One was worship that had just become a ritual. Hear, O my people, verse 7, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. 
I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy foes. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountain, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine in the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. The worship had become just a ritual for them. Second, the worship had lost its realness. Had almost moved into the realm of hypocrisy. But to the wicked, God said, Hast thou do, what hast thou to do, do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seest thou hatest instruction, and castest my words behind thee? When thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him, and hast been partakers with adulterers. Thou hast given thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue Famed deceit, thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as one as thyself, but I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. He's saying this. He's saying... It's not your sacrifices that's bothering me. He said it's the motive and the intent of your heart that's bothering me. He closes with a call to be faithful. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Here's what they were saying. They were saying, Okay, God, look at the sacrifice I made. And God was simply saying this. I see your sacrifice. But it is your heart that's really concerning me. He went on to say this. Do you think I really need your sacrifice? While I own the cattle on a thousand hills. He said, I own the world and the fullness thereof. He said, I... He said, I own everything. Do you really think that I need your sacrifice? See, it wasn't their sacrifice, though. It was their cold religious ritual they were offering on the altars of God. Tonight... We'll bring an offering to Jesus. This is not your tithe. The tithe belongs to God. 
An offering is that which we do to show God how much we love Him. And perhaps you're thinking, man, I tell you, they're going to need my offering. Let me say this. God doesn't need anything we have. He owns the world. The offering tonight is an opportunity for you and me to show the Lord how much we love Him. It's not about the amount. The widow, Lord, standing beside the, in the temple and watching as those came in and many came in and gave of their increase and no doubt dumped out sacks into the offering. But then a little old woman walked up and I could see her now maybe having two pennies, two uh, pence wrapped up in a handkerchief and she slowly undone that handkerchief and dropped it so carefully into the offering and went on her way. And Jesus said, hey, hey, time out. Did you just see that? She gave more than all the rest. Someone said, well, just two pence, yeah. But the Lord said she gave of her all. Tonight is an opportunity for you and I to show God how much we love Him. But in a Christmas story, I'm amazed that everybody bought something. We tend to think of the wise men that brought gifts, but... Everybody brought something. But what do you bring a God that owns the world? May I say this? Everything you and I have will not be enough for what He's worthy of. You hear me? Won't be enough for what He's worthy of. Notice with me, first of all, the angels from heaven brought a song of praise. Luke 2, 13, and suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Do you know God wants you and I to praise Him? Thank you, Miss Francis. You did what we all ought to be doing. Someone said, man, I don't like it when she does it. Okay, beat her up the next time. Beat her up. We ought to, the Bible says in Psalms 150, praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with timbrels and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him in the highest cymbal. That everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. Then He says, if I'm not done, I meant praise ye the Lord. Are you breathing? Some of you I ain't sure about. Amen. One of the first signs of a spiritual coldness 
in the heart of God's people is when they lose their praise and they lose their song. Hear what I said? When they lose their praise and they lose their song. Boy, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 28, 13, you need to understand, the Lord created Lucifer. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, and the diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, and emerald, and carbuncle, and gold, and the workmanship of thy tablets, listen, of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou was created. God created Lucifer, the bright morning star, with a little built-in orchestra. He opened his mouth and an orchestra came out. Wow. Could you imagine? But that become his downfall. Because when pride was found in his heart, he stood out of heaven and become Satan, the dragon, the evil one. But he was built in an orchestra. One of the first things, well, there's power in music. There's power, there's power. That's the reason there's such a battle today for music because of the power of music. Me and Darlene dated in the 70s and we can hear a song that, that was played when we was dating and remember every word. And we can't remember what we done last week. Amen? Power of music. We do, we go to a, they, they go to a restaurant, they play the old 70s. We go there once in a while just to reminisce and smile and remember. Yeah. Uh, it, power of music. Power of music. The angels brought song. Isn't it amazing? In Psalms 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept. We remembered John. We hanged our harps. Upon the willows in the midst thereof. For though they carried us away captive, required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mercy. And sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the song of Zion in a strange land? They said, we're, we're captive. We lost our song. Have you lost your song? I would love to sing in the choir, but, but hold it. You mean to tell me you're going to give somebody else your song? If you're singing for the Lord, that's all that matters. The angels brought a song, praise. Well, I like this. Shepherds brought a story, proof. In Luke 2, 15, he came to pass. As the angels were gone away from them in the heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go now even into Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. They had something to tell. They had something to
to say for the Lord. Do you? Are you listening? Do you have a story? Do you have a story to tell? Every Christian, every born again believer ought to have a story to tell about how good God has been to you. Amen. Amen. Things that God has done in your life that you can't explain no other way. Uh, Some things that God has moved in your life that nobody else could do. Do you have a story? We ought to have a story. May it should be a personal story. David, he walks up. He hears Goliath cussing. He said, what's, what's wrong, fellas? Why is that uncircumcised listening to cussing my God? He said, what, what would it give to the man that cuts his head off? And he walks up before the king. And saw that one head taller than everybody else. That big boy. And the giant would walk out and say, Boo! And they'd scatter like ants. He ran his tent. David walked up to him and said, I, I believe I'm going to go out there and get that giant for you. And Saul said, How in the world... You little pipsqueak, you just a run of a kid. How in the world are you going to kill that giant? He said, well, let me tell you about my line story. One day, we was watching the sheep, and I heard some rustling over in the, in the, in the grass. And I seen this line. He said, I run out there, and I grabbed him, and I rubbed him in two. Really? Yeah. He said, have I told you my bear story? Let me tell you my bear story. One day something come through the woods and just tearing up Jack. I mean, he didn't mess around. He come running out of the woods. And I went out there and I grabbed him. And I ripped him apart. And said, that uncircumcised Philistine is just like the bear and the lion. Let me go after him. He won victory that day because he had a story. Do you have a story? I love this. Philip had a story. We told Nathaniel about Jesus. Philip found Nathaniel said to him, We have found him of whom the Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said to him, can anything come good come out of Nazareth? Man, come on. Really? Nazareth? Anything good? Oh, Philip said, yeah, but I got a story I want to tell. I love this. The woman at Samaritan by a well. We preached on the other Sunday. Come to, to the well to get water just to I ain't no other way to put it. Just a prostitute. 
That's all she was. Sold her body for men. Just one man to the next. Had five husbands and shacking up with one. She's God. Amen. Just, just, just empty. And boy, that day she met Jesus. She learned to tell us, Hey, come to a man and told me everything I ever done. He didn't do that. But she had a story. She had a story. I get a little bothered when people don't have a story. Should be a personal story. It should be a powerful story. Luke 2, 18, All that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Can I give you one story? Thank you. I, I know you wanted to hear it. Many of you have already heard it. But I love this. Some things God has done that I just, I just can't get over. One day I got a, I'd been to Valdez, Morganton, Hickory. I mean, I just run all day long. And, uh, the phone rang. Would you go see my brother down in Catawba? I said, yeah, I'll be glad to. Hung up the phone and started fussing. Quarreling. And literally calling to God. God, they're not even members. I'm tired. And I run, run, run. And got down there and he had gone home. And I walked out of the room and started down the hallway. Hey, use! And a little black woman sitting in a chair. I walked over, I said, yes, ma'am. Is you a preacher? And I can't tell you, it's just like God slapped me and I said, ma'am, I'm trying. Now, I'm honest with you. I never have, I, if I could, you ever, you ever have those times you just want to fall in the cracks of the floor? I said, ma'am, I'm trying. She said, you bow right here. Now, don't you pray for me. She said, you pray first. I said a few words. God knows I don't even know what I prayed. And she started praying and patting me on the head. Uh, honest to my soul, I thought if I looked up, I'd seen Jesus face to face. I have never experienced anything like it. I left that day saying, God, forgive me. And now I go to the hospital and nobody's there. I start hunting me a woman. I start, not, 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 not. <laughs> That didn't come out right. <laughs> I told him he's the man that can pray. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Probably the only thing you'll hear the whole message, John. Leave the church today. Say, preacher, if they don't make that, he's on the woman. I heard him. That's all you'll hear. Angels brought a song. Shepherds brought a story. But the wise men brought their substance.
prize. And when they'd open their treasures, they present him gold and frankincense and myrrh. Them opening their treasures like you opening your billfold or pocketbook or wallet. Matthew 6, 21, don't you listen to me very carefully. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 1 Timothy 6, 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I want you to listen to that. Money's a tangible object for the love. Are you listening? For the love of money is the root of all evil. We stand before God. People have been murdered. Lives wrecked. Friendships destroyed. Families split into a thousand pieces. All on account of the love of money. The root of all evil. Bible says this. They have erred from the faith. Has you hear what he said? They've erred from the faith. It means this. They're trusting their money, not trusting God. And listen to what he said. They pierced themselves through. That's like sticking arrows through your body. Sticking arrows in you. With many sorrows. Mark 10, 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take up uh, the cross and follow me. May I say, that young rich man, many believe is the rich man that had the great increase, and the rich man Luke 16, I, I, but regardless, he's in hell today because he loved his money more than he loved God. Revelation 3.17, I want you to listen. Because thou sayest, talking to the church, I am rich and increased with good, and I have need of nothing. No, it's not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. God said, church, Laodicea, you think you're rich, you don't need nothing. You have no idea. You're poor, naked, blind. I'm, you're in a mess because love of money. No man. That includes you. That includes me. That man means worldwide. I stone the ladies too. No man can serve two masters. You love the one, hate the other. You can't, you can't serve two masters. And the Bible says this. It's such a powerful. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Perhaps we've got the secret of why churches across our nation struggle so much sometimes. 
There's one more who gave. She had no song, but she but the song she had, she sung it. She had no story, but the story she had, she told it. She had no substance. But what substance she had, she gave it. Her name was Mary. She's not to be worshipped as some do, but she is to be considered. She literally fulfilled Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What did she bring? Mary brought herself. Person. And Mary said in Luke one twenty eight, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. She believed and responded was one act of surrender herself to God and His will. She experienced the grace of God in Luke one thirty. She believed the Word of God. She was used by the Spirit of God to accomplish the will of God. Handmaid was the lowest kind of servant. She belonged totally to the Lord. Luke one thirty eight, body. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Soul. Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And spirit. Luke one forty seven. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. What an example. Shepherd. Angels brought a song. Shepherds brought a story. Wise men brought their substance. Mary brought herself. But there's one more that brought something. And that was God Himself brought His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave. Now I'm going to meddle, doing it on purpose. I hope it gets right under your skin. How are we going to explain to God? When you pray, then I want you to pray. God, what would you have me to give? And he moves your heart about a certain figure. And you say, well, well, God, I can't do that. I want to buy that new gun. I want to buy that boat. I want to buy that toy. Or I want to buy that new... I want to buy... How are you going to explain to God when He says, hmm, I gave you my son. And you're trying to tell me what I ask of you is too much? 
You fellas just got a son. Would you give your son? Not for good people, for sinners. Would you give your son? See, God gave us his son, the baby born in a manger that day. She's so right, he ain't a baby no more. But that night he was, and that was God's gift to you and to me. And because of him, we get to go to heaven. Because of him, we want to die and go to hell. Because of him, we have eternal life. Because of him, we get all of heaven. And yet, how are we going to explain to God? How are we going to explain that? Like that lawyer asked me one time, how are you going to square that with God? And so tonight I trust that you'll pray and ask God what he'd have you to do. Then I pray you'd be obedient and do that. Because Jesus gave us the greatest gift. So I'll stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.